3: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Drivers' responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: It was a dreadful performance from start to finish. Um, we wanted to start the game well like we did against Tottenham last week. And... Uh, you know, want to take heart from the, the performance last week, but weren't good enough um, individually and collectively. And I'll take full responsibility for the, the performance as, as the head coach. But nowhere near enough fighting in the first half at all. You know, it started, they put a long ball up top, and we don't win the first, we don't win the second. And, uh, you know, um, they won most of the duels today and ended up with a poor performance. I mean, we spoke about cutting out individual mistakes. Um, you know, our, our players, we we looked to try and build up but once they got the goal and once we gave them the start that they they wanted they were on the front foot and putting us under pressure and um, never had, never showed enough quality never showed enough movement or desire to get on the ball and move it quick enough and uh, you know we got
1: punished for it usually every time he finished a song he'd get on a payphone wherever he was in the country
2: and call me and wake me up and so like he'd lay the phone down and start playing his guitar you know That's how I heard this song the first time. I always thought this was a real pretty one. It's called uh, My Old Man.
0: He's just got to get this on target! He's done
2: it! Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of Said.com, and your host for pretty much the Tyson Fury of Villa podcasts joining me for a quick, this is more of a catch up. If you want to catch up on the regular show, uh, check out number 99. That's the full show experience. This is more, uh, cause we've done a full show and, uh, A Patreon extra discussing a few things that popped up. We don't want to be repeating ourselves, so we will focus solely on the uh, Southampton game. And joining me for that, Mr. Chris Budd. How are you? Hello,
3: hello. I am better than I was yesterday. Oh, why, what happened in the last 24 hours to relieve you from... Oh, other than uh, the shambles on the South Coast.
2: But I'm I'm surprised you're here, actually, because the last time we spoke, you said you went to some VAR escape room?
3: It was virtual reality, thank God it wasn't VAR. <laughs> Joking no, about they were, the they were, they were, escape there, there room. Were no, yeah, there were no shit decisions involved. <laughs> Nothing overturned. It was interesting, I'll give him that much. So what is a v, VR escape room? I mean, do you walk around with a headset? Uh, yeah, you have a full headset and headphones on, but you don't actually move. That's what was weird. Kind of There was four of us, and they partitioned the room behind curtains, and then you're basically in your own little world. Can and you see each like other? An, through yeah, your you're like, yeah, you're like an avatar and you have to move around. So we had to uh, diffuse a nuclear bomb, which of course we saved the day and saved the world. <laughs> Unlike Villa's season. Didn't know you were qualified to do that. Uh, it's more to me than meets the eye, David. I am a scientist <laughs> after all. So uh, so you, you say you, you look like avatars. What did you actually look like?
2: Um, Are you human form or like your ish. spirit animal? Yeah. Spirit animal?
3: Yeah, I was my spirit animal. <laughs> I was a dolphin. <laughs> Right. So this all happened in Birmingham. Birmingham. This was, this offer... was at Resort World, actually.
2: All oh, right. Wow. They can offer apparently. Up
3: this... There's a brilliant one in Nottingham where you can run around shooting guns and stuff, which I'm down with. Oh God. Let's just, just hope it doesn't spill out into the real world.
2: Right, uh, so we won't be doing the normal three points and the uh, other discussions and uh, a Villa week and a Villa minute because, uh, I mean, dog shite pretty much covers all bases on the Villa performance. I mean,
3: I could say that for for a minute solid if you want.
2: A minute's silence would be more appropriate, oh, that'd I think. That would be right, wouldn't it? To uh, sum up that performance. But anyway, I mean, we did a uh, patron's extra show, which we gave some insights onto, you know, a couple of things, uh, which I'll probably write about. I'm not going to give them away. I mean, one of them, for example, was it Villa Park was in danger of missing out on. Uh, the England game because of uh, the on-pitch celebrations against Leicester in the semi-final mainly because uh, I think it was Madison was pushed over so obviously when uh, fans make contact with players on the pitch that uh, rings alarm bells but uh, luckily uh, common sense was seen I mean obviously it was a last minute uh, well, injury time winner there so uh, tensions were high so uh, England obviously play Romania, is it just June is it not? Yes, yeah it's just before the Euro starts. McGinn uh, is on the grass, as they say, he's close. Unlikely. he's not gonna be uh playing in that uh, cup final, put it that way I think if
3: that cup final was a couple of weeks safe that was yeah if that I reckon, if that was a week later,
2: I'd say two to be safe that he he would be there for sure mm. uh but and the only other real thing coming out of Villa is just uh. Bit of outspokenness, really. I mean, uh, obviously, you know the routine. Anybody with half a brain knows the social media routine. If it's not the players themselves, it's their assistants will put out, you know, some kind of token tweet after we a win. We go again. We after a win or after a, a loss. Uh, after a loss, it's normal. Normally, a disjected pitcher and then saying, you know, we go again. Thanks for the support. Uh, Gilbert was really the only one who put out anything uh, significant, where he apologised for his quote ship performance.
3: Yeah, quite refreshing, really.
2: Uh, I think uh, our man on the uh, player ratings gave him a four out of ten and said it was his worst performance in a uh, Villa shirt. So, uh, shit performance, uh, it is. Uh, I think there pretty, was a few you
3: know, who could uh, lay claim to that, including one Courtney Hawes. and certainly Dean yeah. Smith said after the game, didn't he? There's a few players who have very much played their way out of the cut final team.
2: Yeah, but no, that was I was going to mention that. We'll we'll talk about uh, that uh, when we we get into the game but uh, yeah it was surprising that you know he, he uh, well, I mean he I think he's also to blame as well because uh, come on this has been going on for a while now and we thought we solved the defensive pr- problem uh, by uh, adding three centre-backs into the mix but anyway we'll, we'll get on to that uh, shortly just quickly I uh, want to give a big shout out to the uh, My Old Man Said patrons as usual who make this happen uh, thank you very much for Jonathan Swift Philip Rowland Dane Bertelson, and Matthew Slater for signing up uh, over the weekend. Thank you very much. You will have now access, I think it's over 70 extra podcast shows that we've uh, put up on uh, Patreon and uh, there's plenty more to come. So uh, enjoy that. And if you want to support the show and also get access to extra content and heads up, uh, I managed to uh, get the date changes for uh, the Sky Sports. Uh, I put them up on Patreon and I got tipped off before they were announced. And uh, I think it saved one uh, Norwegian who we, we, we won't mention. Uh, he said it saved him 200 quid on uh, flights because everybody jumps on it on buying flights as soon as the old uh, official announcement is made. So. Uh, There's always perks for the inside information that we sometimes uh, give out. And once again, congratulations to the uh, 21 villains who have got a pair of uh, tickets for Wembley, obviously coming up this weekend, through our competitions, uh, which uh, Carabao uh, kindly uh, gave us the tickets for. So uh, we've managed to smuggle in 42 people into Wembley. And some very entertaining you, poems. Yeah, and, and I need to go through those because I, I wasn't doing uh, the judging or the actual running the competition. So uh, I'll have a look through those and uh, maybe we'll read some out. Uh, we'll try to cram in a show before the, uh, the cup final itself. Right. Uh, as I said, uh, please do go to com and click on the uh, Patreon link on the menu bar. Also, if you want to get yourself some last-minute uh, threads for the final, uh, go to the uh, the shop option on the menu and all the updated uh, discount codes and links will be there. I think if you listen to this uh, early enough, you will have a chance to uh, make the post on anything there and save yourself up to like 50% uh, on some stuff. Right, let's get on to this uh, Saints uh, shower of shite. Uh, I'll give you some headline stats. Aston Villa are now winless in eight matches matches against Southampton in all competitions, three draws, five losses. I mean that shows you how we've how the mighty have fallen because Southampton I mean, we always had problems with Southampton, especially away. At home it was normally a bit of a banker. But now we we can't, you know, they're a team that have got our measure in recent terms, and and that obviously played out uh, at St Mary's. Uh, I think the last time we beat them was at St Mary's, December two
3: thousand thirteen. Would that have been the Would that have been the Delft one when he scored the wonder goal?
2: Yeah, three two. I think it it? ended. Yeah. Also, this is why we're going to get relegated unless we sort this out. Uh, Villa remain the only Premier League side without an an away clean sheet this season, and uh, the defence we have the worst defence. I think it's. uh, still the worst is it not I didn't look at the league table yeah aren't we
3: one of the highest scorers in the bottom but we're also by comfortably the worst conceders
1: yeah
2: and uh, obviously this stretches over to other shite years uh, we had in the Premier League but Villa have now just won two of their past 32 Premier League away games wow which is uh, pretty incredible we've drawn five and lost 25 of the rest so uh, shout out to the away supporters for putting up with that still I mean that's I mean obviously we had a break in the championship where obviously we got some wins and got our mojo back and made travelling uh, enjoyable again but hopefully uh, we can shake out of this because I mean some teams are set up to play away from home and uh, I don't know what where Villa are set up to play against I mean at least at Villa Park they have the crowd with them so that gives them a bit of uh, Momentum, but uh, there's uh, well, we'll get on to it in a minute. Uh, right, let's get into this. Uh, wh- where to start? It was, it was lively opener for the Saints. It was Mings versus uh, Southampton for the first ten minutes or so. Shea Long, uh, what what Villa fans now call the obligatory goal against us, but it just looked shonky from the off, didn't it?
3: It was it was a hor- it's a horrible goal, isn't it? From start to finish. I mean, the, it's like how far do you want to rewind the tape before it gets good? It's like it's just shit from multiple phases of play and then in the end it's like a somehow the ball ends up in the, the corner of the penalty area Conza can't stop the cross Courtney Horst looks at Shane Long and thinks oh, I'll just let him go and then Shane Long kind of bundles it in off his thigh doesn't he it's a I
2: couldn't I couldn't believe uh, Courtney House's slack marking I mean it was unbelievable he was just jogging just let the guy sprint through. I mean, I, I may—I don't normally call out players on social media, you know, when there's uh, somebody's made an error. But that was—I mean, I had to—and you know, then people are saying pretty much what you just said. Somebody said, "Oh fuck, house! What about Conser? He should have blocked that cross." And you're starting to see that there's multiple points of uh,
3: failure, really. Well, it starts almost virtually on the halfway line, doesn't it? So how on earth did the ball ended up going? But it's just—it's pathetic. Is probably the best way of putting it.
2: Yeah, it, that is—if you get relegated. If, if Aston Villa get relegated at the end of the season, you just put that up as Exhibit
3: A for why. I mean, it's just atrocious. It is, it's, it's in the days, the old days of Match of the Day. Alan Hansen would have been pulling his hair out at Villa. Yeah, I actually, miss I miss Alan Hansen for moments like that. A sloppy defending. <laughs> Because that's what, exactly what it is. It's really, really sloppy.
2: I, I, it's like you don't give a shit. That was, it's like really just bad attitude defending. I mean, that, uh, the Courtney yeah. Horse thing. I, I mean, I used to play centre-back, uh, especially in the early parts of my uh, magnificent football career. And, and I would be embarrassed uh, if I let a goal in like that and just let my man slip through. Shocker.
3: It's, it's, yeah, it's just and it gets worse the more you want. I mean, I would recommend any listeners to just block it out your mind don't go on youtube don't watch match of the day and just don't think about it because the more you watch it you, you just think fucking hell what on earth are you doing in training all week yeah
2: and that is that is a big thing because i think dean did dean smith say we were starting to look like we're a team
3: that's just good in training yeah so there's far too many training ground players i mean you could see he was really really he was he was noticeably annoyed at half time he was very angry at full time. He had that look of a really broken man and yeah. unfortunately he had that kind of look about him that like, Lambert had towards the end and you know it's just the, the look of a man who's thinking these fucking idiots are going to get me fired at some point.
2: Yeah and you know, I mean that's what pushed him to you know say that not just a few he said a lot of players have played themselves out of the cup final.
3: Yeah. I mean I haven't looked
2: back on this so I'm going to uh, put this one over to you uh, after I give my initial opinion. I've only seen it you know as as it happened was Al Ghazi, when I watched the replay and the guy barely touched him because, you know, you're thinking, oh, this is an elbow. That's why he's gone down like a you know hump, lump of coal, sack of shit or sack of potatoes, whatever you want to call him. And uh, it's suddenly you start thinking about Wesley playing dead. And, and I saw Al Ghazi go down and I thought, yeah, but he's hardly touched him. What's, what's he? What's he doing? And then, does it? Mings and Grealish said, "You know, come on, get on with it." And then I was surprised that he went off. I mean, what what was your take on it? I think it's, you
3: know, the word "innocuous" at best would be a uh, describe it. I mean, considering their guy obviously went off clearly injured, didn't he? And he came back on with a, like a headband and yeah, uh, like, you know, he'd been patched up. And you thought, well, is is our guy just taking a knock to the head? Does he just not fancy it? I mean, he's been notorious for. You know he likes playing when the uh, you know, the hot dogs are sprouting, and he plays well when it's warm. But
2: well, he's, and he's you know he's there, uh, you know, a bit of a. He's got the look, the metrosexual look as well, so he's probably more worried about his moisturiser and he's uh, plucking
3: his eyebrows and he is getting stuck in and trying to win a football game. I mean that that moment for me. That summed up the game. Just a total lack of kind of fight and willingness to put their bodies on the line, and they just played like a bunch of pussies. Yeah, and
2: I think that's he might be on that list of of who Smith was referring to. I, think I mean, so. the guy the guy who does my players ratings mentioned he got poked in the eye. So I don't know. I mean, I haven't uh, read anything about this because I, you know,
3: to be yeah, honest, I haven't, I like I haven't b- seen things to replay. do. Yeah, I haven't seen multiple replays of it. And to be honest, I'm glad I haven't. But so if he got poked
2: in the eye, then maybe you can understand it. But you know, come on, if if he's if he's saying he got elbowed, that's bullshit, and you could have played on.
3: I think it's just you know the, probably. One, I think uh, our friend Mister Rogers said he's probably one of the first footballers to ever go off with slight, um for an injured pride.
2: Yeah, I mean you got done Deonte Wild. Uh, complaining that his you know his corner threw the towel in when when he had no fucking chance he at least he was there wanting to die on his shield so to speak and uh, you know it was obviously the right decision because uh, uh, all he had to do was look in the mirror he was on his way out big time yeah yeah when you got al ghazi just wimping out like that it's it's embarrassing and, and it's and it's just says to supporters this team hasn't got any fight for this uh you know this survival battle
3: yeah, considering the club splashes across social media, taglines like part of the pride and fight like lions, you think yeah. you lot are a bunch of saps. And I remember that exact word being used in the Daily Mirror, maybe. I can't remember what game it was. And Villa were described as they're a bunch of saps. They just have no, I use the word spineless cunts because I can, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a, <laughs> a newspaper. But it's that Apparently. thing of have a bit of fucking pride about what you're doing. You know, if you get battered by a better team, fair enough. That's probably a better side than us. But in terms of, they didn't have to cut us open. I mean, the first goal is shambolic. He scores, it's just it's like a shithouse finish off his thigh. But it's like, at least make them ping one in from 30 yards or a 40 pass move or a sweeping break. But don't just like gift teams goals. And that's the thing. I've been saying this for weeks that if we go down, it won't be because of lack of quality. It'll be because we've just gifted yeah. Games to teams, and teams, would, teams would just laugh at us. They'd go, "Fucking hell, how bad were we?" And you went down, Jesus. Speaking about gifting goals, there is a scenario that that
2: happens when teams are desperate. They're trying to normally save the game and, and get an equalizer. So the goalkeeper goes up for the you know the final corner or the final free kick. So this obviously happened against Southampton. So Reina goes up. Now, when you look back, when you've seen this happen in in countless number of games, it's very, very rare. Even though you go oh it's you know it's the ice hockey move isn't it where you take off your goalkeeper to put on an extra player essentially yeah. to try to score so uh, so, Reina goes up and you're thinking, here we go, let's throw of the dice. And he's quite interestingly, he starts from the actual uh, Southampton goalkeeper position, doesn't he? He stands in the middle of the goal facing outwards and then he kind of runs for it out as if he's in goal for them, which was, you know, kind of interesting. But anyway, my my point is you see this numerous of times and very, very rarely do you see the opposition take advantage of this because the ball always goes out for a throw in early or, you know, it breaks down the keeper gets back only villa would present a position <laughs> where <laughs> the actual team scores from this disadvantage i mean even was, in ice um... hockey i've i've seen two ice hockey games in the last month live and it, it's happened and you think oh god they're going to score and no they don't they don't score when the goalkeeper's off because they have possession and you know they and they do it and then they get back and I, to me that just stank of what is wrong with this club we don't get back fast enough or you know with intensity to not allow what everybody thinks is the risk of what could happen. Like, oh, em- empty goal, you know, empty yeah, goal post, I mean, you that's know, shambolic goal. as well. And when that happened, I just thought, this is fucking shambolic.
3: Yeah, because the ball gets cleared. Fair enough, they've got it clear, but it's still avoidable at this point. And then there's a, yeah, 50-50, there's a 50-50 ball for Louise on the touchline. Yeah. And you can see him running towards it, and he just slows down, slows down. Their guy gets it's just a lack of intent. He, yeah, didn't, he didn't want ball. to get there first. It's like you fucking idiot. And that, and that so like, and as, yeah. And as soon as they get their foot on the ball, he backs off the guy. You think at that point, pull his shirt, take him down, foul him, take the card if you have to. Be a bit smarter, but no, he just he lets the guy go. He lets him turn, which is criminal. Then he lets him release the pass. As soon as the ball goes, the you know, it's going to go in because Rayners kind of trotting back, but he's not going to be able to you know do a length for the field. You know, he's not like Haaland who did it in. Close to yeah. record time it was, it was just you look at the game overall, we could have played badly
2: and drew nil nil there, and you you'd have thought, well, we played shit there we, we could have you know we could have won that game was there for the taking, because yeah. both goals were avoidable, and this is why we're in the shit
3: I mean with all due respect to Southampton, they had better chances that they probably should could have yeah. taken. So they were deserving winners. Let's not have it as, as you know, we we won't make out that it sounds like all Villa were close to getting something. They were nowhere near getting anything out of that game. I
2: wasn't uh, inferring that in any shape or form, just just for the record.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, we've said it loads of times. Villa could have been marginally less shit in games and come out with it with results. We're talking Spurs, Arsenal, various other games. And these are the games where, you know, you don't always deserve to win games, but there's certain ones where you think if you can't win it, don't lose it, and that has been the Achilles heel of Villa. They can't. You look at the amount of draws we've had this season; it's minuscule. Yeah, and that is the difference from and playing that's bad the, and yeah. playing bad and not losing. Yeah, because if you're at the bottom and you can pick up a point when you're not playing at your best, it's still a point gained. It still accumulates over the season. Villa can't accumulate points. If we don't win, it's it's more likely we will we'll lose. We won't shut a game down, and that's been that's been Smith's career as a manager yeah and this is why the big
2: alarm bells are ringing now for this season because you look at our fixtures and and it doesn't look like a walk in the park but it's we haven't got that tenacity to get a draw when we've played badly and we'll always give the game away we'll put it on a silver fucking platter this is the problem and this is why i am concerned I mean, just talking, I mean, like things like Rayner, he's normally his distribution is pretty good. I mean, it was down to 54%. And he, you know, he was causing problems uh, more than he was in terms of he was giving the ball away. uh, At times were blatantly
3: unnecessary. Yeah, we just play ourselves into trouble all over the field, don't we?
2: Uh, I mean, what do you think about the... We, we transitioned into three at centre-back and you and, and thought that there was logic to that because Mings, I don't think is good enough to play alongside in a two. I don't think Horns is good enough to play alongside in a two. No chance. Engles, uh, there, that was uh, potential there. I mean, especially if you know teams are just bombarding you with crosses and stuff. Just that the first game against Spurs just stood out and you know the first few games actually that was a, a partnership that looked like everybody was high in thinking well we've you know we've in, in Engels, we've got a uh, a great uh companion with mings there okay. uh that obviously uh i think it was an injury wasn't it and then suddenly uh yeah wasn't he ill as well yeah then suddenly it wasn't the same man smith went to the three because obviously we were leaking badly and you thought well actually this might be how those two in Conzer and Hawes graduating this team is to play a few games in a, a back three stroke five because they're both on the natural side yeah. and uh, and at that time we're thinking well they're, they're comfortable with the ball but whoa, it's, it's, they've turned. I mean, then you mitigate and you say, well, they're young players finding their way. Then you, but then you start to think, well, there's probably a reason why uh, Courtney Hawes was uh, on the bench for uh, Wolves and they were willing to give him away at, you know, at a price that let's you know, let's that's, that's not uh, beat around the bush, wasn't that much.
3: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes
1: first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: And Konza, we've overpaid for him. Oh, I mean, Brentford are just pissing themselves at Villa at the moment. They're thinking, thanks for the money, Scott Hogan. And, you know, I mean, I think Konza's, you know, you've bought potential. That's fine, but you can't have a team of guys who's all potential. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, I said in the in our Mad Few group that you look at the, the recruitment that's been kind of reasonably scrutinized to a point, but my thing is that they've clearly used the Moneyball model. And the thing that Moneyball, if you've read the book or watched the film, is that it doesn't have, it doesn't cover things that are like indefinables. And the reason why yeah. Villa are losing games of football at the moment are due to the indefinable things. It's not to do with like yards, run, shots on target or anything like that. You're talking about things like there isn't a metric for courage, belief, Bravery yeah uh, mental toughness, that old Ferguson phrase of like bounce back ability there's no metrics for these things this these are the things it's 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 in the villa players heads concentration there's not a metric there's not a stat that tells you about concentration yeah it's like these are all the things that are kind of your indefinables that that's why we're where we are it, you look at you know the, the top of the table, for example Liverpool man city, their work rate their concentration it's like the, yeah. you know, there's, over the course of a season there is a reason why teams are where they are in the league generally it's for you know you deserve to be where you are
2: yeah I mean especially the Liverpool team I mean they're not there f- from being like the super, super skillful team uh, that you know let's say Manchester City uh, you could say have blown teams away because of their football Liverpool are there because of work rate and being yeah.
3: methodical but also being good yeah Liverpool are outrageously functional
1: yeah, in that they, and then, they
3: can hit you in three or four different ways. City, you know what they're going to do. Stopping it's another thing. It's a bit like Barcelona, Liverpool. Yeah. They they can pass you off the field. They can chase you off the field. They can play long if they want to. They can be direct. They've got three willing runners. It's like they can actually. They've got three or four. But they'll
2: always work harder than you. That's yeah, the
3: thing. Yeah, and they'll always get the ball back. And they've got and they've got pace and energy. Yeah. Villa just don't seem to have that kind of energy. You know, obviously, we are missing McGinn, but that's only one player, and it wasn't like we were winning three, four, or five games on the bounce with McGinn. No,
2: yeah, it's a big concern. Uh, I mean, Grealish had a bit of an off day, but he's you know he's probably getting to the point where he's thinking, well, for fuck's sake. I mean, there was one moment which. Summed up his frustration was when uh, I mean we're not in desperation streak when we're one nil down away from home at any point of the game really in terms of no. there's no need to get desperate and there was a chance Horahan took a snapshot when he was you know he had players in front of him Saints players in front of him so he was he was going into an you know crowded abyss. And Grealish was free on the left. Horahan, instead of keeping his head, panicked a bit, took the shot, you know, rebounded off a player straight away. And he just saw Grealish uh, beside himself in frustration. And you think, yeah, we, we haven't got the cool heads either at this uh, moment in time, because all you had to do is, you know, lay it off. And then Grealish has got yards of space and there's a chance for a le- legitimate chance for an equaliser
3: yeah I, th- I think it's it's a mentality th- I mean in terms of Grealish, I think you know, he's he's entitled to an off day every now and then he's been so yeah. relatively consistent and carrying the team I think that kind of game when it's when it's toxic on the field and in the stands and everything's going wrong it's a bit like Wigan you know last season you, you have these games unfortunately we had Watford and Smith's alluded to it fine and you can see his, his patience has gone because he said you know you get away with maybe one of those a season but yeah. when, he's, he said we're having far too many of these ones yeah you know you can't you know if when everybody has a bad day at the same time especially the week before a cup final
2: I mean this when we went down
3: I mean we were gone by now weren't we virtually we, we, we had down. a
2: team that, that pretty much gave us nothing the only the only highlight of positive was like Rudy Gested's Headed goal in the first game of the season, and then you just after that you thought, oh okay, and then it was like, yeah, shit, we're we're not offering anything this season. We've offered, as we mentioned on the last podcast on ninety nine, you know, we against Spurs we showed the full spectrum of what we're capable of, you know, the the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, against Southampton, we just showed the ugly. And this is the problem. We, we there is potential there, which makes it frustrating because you're you mitigating, you know, the situation of there's a massive overall of players. This is a young team. It's just come off the back of three years in the championship as as a club, as as a whole. Yeah. So you're not. You just want them to survive, which. You know, we're 17th, we are technically surviving at the moment, but it's not what's happened so far. Well, what's happened so far is the concern because you can see it playing out in the next fixtures and the fi- next fixtures are getting harder and harder and harder.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're all on TV now, so uh, it's going to be trial by television, as, as I've mentioned, on the site. The reason why it's getting toxic in the stand is probably the concern of, like, this looks like it's a hopeless task and, you know, this is the uh, the alarm bell we're ringing here in a funny way, that cup final may be a, a saving grace in terms of, uh, it'll be a miracle to win it. I mean, some Buckeyes are saying 20 to one, but if you did win that game, and as we've said, there's reasons Big why... Starts Man- your season. Yeah, there's reasons why Manchester City might not turn up fully functional they'll also look at Villa and go yeah let's just concentrate on Madrid we'll beat these goons no problem anyway and if you do win that game or even put in a gallant performance where because we've got big games coming up you know we've got your Leicesters your Liverpools your Manchester United's your Wolves your Chelsea's so if we can get some just some indication from the Manchester City game that we can compete and the players feel confident yeah hang on a minute we can get we beat Leicester in the semis we put in a great show against Manchester City you know win or lose maybe we can get some Something out of these, and it will kind of
3: rejuvenate their focus and, and their desire more more than anything it's a big thing is belief i've been saying it for weeks, months, but it's you know the fans have to believe, but there's only so much the fans can do at some point. the players have to believe, and i I just think at the moment it feels like they go on the pitch and they're almost starting the game one nil down yeah because they you know they're going to make a mistake, and I think they know they've got a mistake in them as well, and clearly the opposition do forget about the league. Just focus on that day, hopefully, uh, in the ignorant belief that we've got a
2: chance and hopefully we can do something on the day, at least have a great day out. If we get the result, then uh, that could have a positive knock-on, hopefully. I mean, if we get actually hammered, then I don't think the game really
3: affects us. It's just more of the same. And- I think the lack of pressure on us plays in our favour, actually, at the moment. I think yeah. it's a very pleasant distraction. I mean, I look at the you know, the two Leicester semi-final games, I thought they were probably two of the best team overall team performances of the season. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking, well, what are we? What do we need to take from that into the final and the rest of the season? Because they have clearly shown they can do it. And in patches, there had been moments against so many good teams, haven't there? Against you know, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool for what, 87, 88 minutes. Yeah, this, this... you can you can compete. And if you're Smith, you're thinking, come on, man, it's not we're not, we're not good at the moment. Let's not beat around the bush. But we we know we can get to those levels. There's a spectrum of potential.
2: And he yeah. said he said in the pre-match uh, going into the Saints game, they, they had to sit down and they spoke specifically about cutting out silly errors and stupid mistakes. And if they do that, I mean, when we're talking about Hawes fucking marking, we're talking about Douglas Luiz actually not giving away a hospital ball like he did in that, you know, the Leicester game uh, in the, the first round in the semi. And just, you know, elementary, it's, it's just switching off. It's not concentrating for the full 90 minutes. That's and, the frustration, and, you know, isn't it? And I mean, angles, yeah. you know, angles against Spurs, it just volleys that. You know, we get a point there, that would have been a massive point. Because Spurs, I mean, especially now with Son out, they're a team. I mean, it's, they've been beaten twice since they've played us. They're, they're a team that you could see Watford, West Ham, you know, getting getting something out of those games against Spurs. So we, you know, we go, oh, top six team, you know, we don't expect anything. That's not the attitude to have. You look at our fixture lists uh, coming up now. I mean, you've got the double TV, one straight after the cup final against uh, Leicester and then Chelsea. And now every April game, That is being announced, obviously, uh, Sheffield United has still got to be uh, put into the fixture calendar, the one that would have been played this weekend. But, you know, when you've got like the the Liverpool game, you've got uh, Wolves, Manchester United, and then the Palace game, you can't sit there. I mean, you know, you look at Leicester, Chelsea, you think nil point. You look at Man United, nil point. You look at Liverpool, nil point. Wolves, nil point. I mean if that's how we think then we're fucked we've got to get points out of those games this that's the reality of the situation
3: I mean fortunately I th- I think we can but that's just my you know eternal optimism I look at our fixtures and you you know you can you just think well, you get your points wherever you can and as long as come the end of May you're above that dotted line it doesn't matter how you do it or how many points you've got but ultimately you're looking down that fixtures and going Fuck me, that Palace game is absolutely huge. You have to win that. That has to be one of your wins. I'm looking at going to St James's Park. You have to see that as an opportunity. But as we're saying, you've you've got to look at Manchester United. You've got to look at, uh, get a draw at least. Yeah, I'm thinking you probably need to, you're looking at, you need to take a scalp from one of Chelsea Wolves or United. I think Arsenal at the end of the season, potentially by then, they're a fuck-all to play for. I think you could win that. Arsenal are very hit and miss away from home. I think if we had to go to the Emirates, I wouldn't fancy us. I'm glad we've got these teams at home and April is going to be huge. I think as things stand, we've got three of four at home. You add Sheffield um, United to that, you're going to have four of five games at Villa Park. Now, they're difficult games, but if you were Dean Smith at the start of the season and you said, we'll give you four out of five games in April to have your own fate in your own hands on your own, on your own turf, you've got to be able to do that. And if you can't do it, the simple matter is you don't deserve to be in the league.
2: Yeah, I I was saying to you before the show. I think in a previous podcast we said, well, you know, you get to the end of the season, and a lot of teams haven't got anything to play for. I think unfortunately there'll be a lot of team, those teams that we've just mentioned, are still a European place is still undecided, so they will be uh, at it. But sometimes the desire to survive is more than just to, you know, get a European place.
3: Oh well, it has to be. I mean, you're you're looking at sort of Wolves, for example. They're going to realistically, they're going to probably still be in the Europa League. You're going to be looking at things like fixture congestion and staying fresh and you know as we said last year with Villa that the huge thing this time last year was I think was at the same point we'd just draw with Stoke we said it, Villa just need any kind of momentum they can get it's exactly the same this year but for other reasons it's like we need desperately a little bit of moment, momentum
2: Yeah if you look at I mean if you look at Wolves you look at Arsenal we've obviously got to play Arsenal uh, later on they're the two the te- teams with the highest amount of draws uh, 13 by Arsenal is the top 12 is Wolves now Villa don't get draws but Look at those two teams, they're giving away draws, basically, so you've got to get a draw at least off those two. If you can get a draw against Wolves and Arsenal, then
3: that's a good day out for Villa,
2: in terms of points that we need.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think in reality, you're, you, to stay up mathematically, you're probably going to need a minimum of three wins. It's probably going to be more like four, and four wins and two draws, three draws, which is very difficult.
2: Let's look at the Remussen diagram, which we've mentioned a couple of times on the show. Our friend from uh, Norway, there's two Christoffers, there's probably three, I think, uh, but Christopher number two, we'll call him. Rai Ramussen has uh, done this diagram, which is it's a chart, which charts Villa's prospects of actually staying up in terms of how many points they've got now and what they really need. Uh, in terms of fort- uh, historically in the Premier League, 42 points is you're safe. One hundred percent. We are actually tracking. We're well below that at the moment. We are five points off that. What you would need at this stage uh, to get forty-two points. Now, there's a minimum required that historically has uh, seen teams survive, and that is thirty-six. That's the lowest anybody's survived on. The bad news is we're actually tracking underneath that. That is uh, at this stage you'd be looking to have twenty-six points. So we're one point below that. So we're 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 below. Any amount that's survived. So at the moment, we're heading face first into the dirt of the championship. If you're looking at an average, you're probably saying 38 points. like, And that is the estimated points that we would probably need to survive this season because it probably won't be 40 this season. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of teams that are literally a couple of wins
3: away from safety. I, I think it's 36. I think the last five seasons, the average is 36.5 or something to stay up. I think 36 this year might keep you up. But then, of course, you know, when you've got 25 points, you're thinking, all right, how do we get to 36 points? Well, you're four wins, really,
2: from uh, proper safety. I mean, you look at West Ham and Watford, they would need four wins to get to 36. Yeah. Uh, So 38, we are tracking, if we just say 38 as as an estimate, as this Ramussen diagram has put out, we are now uh, two, well, yeah, two points behind that. So we'd need to be on 27. So if you look at the league now, you're looking at Brighton that is tracking as actually the, the only team that's potentially safe I mean obviously uh, it's not going to be five teams going down so West Ham and Watford will have to pull a game out of the bag but Watford have shown they're capable of winning games against decent teams as well so I think they're a live wire still West Ham don't really know what's happening there Bournemouth I think they've they got problems and we've got to finish higher than Bournemouth. If we can get above Bournemouth, I think that's them and Norwich gone. I still Potentially think there's yeah. West I, I Ham and at, Watford, I think they still might. They've got enough to suddenly, you know, they've got the calibre of players, shall we say, or in Watford, they've demonstrated they have the unity to fight. So, I mean, you were, you were discussing that uh, earlier on, uh, before we started to show that Bournemouth had probably the hardest uh, fixture list.
3: Yeah, I look at, you know, Bournemouth have got very hard, you know, you you look at any team down there is looking at their home games. And I know we're very similar in that they've got to entertain Chelsea as well. They've got to go to Liverpool, Wolves, Man United and Man City. Then they've got Tottenham and then they go to Everton as well. They've got a local derby against Southampton, big one. They've got a huge game against Newcastle and they have Palace coming up. In comparison, you look at teams where you think, well, have they got the opportunities to get points? I look at Watford and think they're the one who could put a shift in here. They entertain Leicester, who you never know they could get something. They've got Southampton at home, Burnley away, that's an opportunity. They've got Norwich at home. They've got Newcastle at home, who don't travel well. They go to West Ham. Um, Their last two games, though, they've got Man City at home, Arsenal away.
2: Right, well, that's good news. I mean, one good news is we play West Ham, but it's obviously at their ground uh, as the last game of the season.
3: Yep. And a really, a really tough one. I look I'm looking at um a little bit up the table and I, I see someone like a Newcastle. You now they entertain the Villa, I mean that's going to be a huge game. But then their last five, they go to Man City, Watford, which is tough. They've got Spurs, they go to Brighton who will still be around them, and then they finish against Liverpool.
2: Yeah, we will put it this way, I can't see less I, I think Newcastle are safe
3: if if they don't let Villa beat them. If think if Villa beat them, then I think that's pulled them in. Yeah, I, 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 you always look at the way Bruce's teams are playing, and this season so far, they've the stats that you would judge any team on in terms of shots and goal and all those things. They're bottom, but for some reason, they're managing to just nick results. And I always think with them, I look at someone like say Tottenham at home; they could nick a result somewhere. Yeah, I just I mean, wonder if if they have a they continue with their FA Cup run, if that could derail them a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, the uh, I think the upshot is, if you look at the table now, I think you're looking below them because to get to like 38 points, they just need two wins and a draw, really. And you, and you would say in the space of 11 games, two they wins and a draw that. is terrible. Two wins and a draw out of 11 games is terrible, but that's all you need, I would say. So yes. they should do that. I think realistically looking at Brighton, Bournemouth, Villa, West Ham, Watford, and I think uh, Old Norwich are, 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 you know, as good as gone.
3: Yeah. I agree.
2: So getting beat by Bournemouth that was a that was a knee in the bollocks I think uh, big time there. But, you know, what is done is done. Uh thanks uh, for Christopher for sending in the Rasmussen diagram or the Rasmussen meter, but uh, just to uh, confirm we are currently uh, well below the survival needed and uh we you know back-to-back wins against Leicester and Chelsea that would get us back on uh, back on track I would say,
3: if you're not wrong. I mean, we, I mean, let's be honest, how lucky have villa been so far that the run we've had in recent weeks really since we got to wembley and uh and how on earth are we not in the bottom three
2: yeah i mean if you if you tell me that we away at Bournemouth home against Spurs away against Southampton I would say considering that we should be focused trying to stay out of relegation I would imagine that minimum we would get from those three games would be two points
3: yeah you'd have wanted a point a game really you, you'd have taken two defeats if you could win one or get three draws
2: yeah so uh, that sequence of games I mean especially after what we did to Watford in the last minute where you think well this should kick us on is uh, not great because uh, it doesn't get easier every game take it as it is and you got to If you can
3: fight to get a draw, you get a draw. Well, Dean Smith said, you know, we've got X number of cup finals and Southampton was one of them and the players made an absolute hash of it.
2: Yeah, that's that's another cliche. I hate It's a Lambert thing, isn't it? Like these, uh, oh, we've got 13 cup finals left. Uh, And it's like, yeah, bullshit. Because the players don't listen to it evidently. No. Right, uh, what else have we got to say? I think that's that's enough doom and gloom. Well, it's not doom and gloom. It's like that is... It's the harsh reality, David. Yeah, laying down the task in hand. And uh, we have a week off where we can focus on the the arch at Wembley and having a good time there before we know the reality of what is to come. So I think we have like a a few days of escapism until the day. And then after that, it's all hands on deck.
3: Yeah, I said said previously, though, I've... I can't remember a cup final or a trip to Wembley with Villa where I've been this sort of not nervous. There are no nerves for this one whatsoever. Yeah. You know, compared yeah. to Plough finals. it's kind of just like, oh, it's just a day out with Villa.
2: Exactly, and uh, that's how you should approach it's a bit of a, it's it. It's a bit of an
3: adventure, but it's not like you know, if we lose this one, you know, you know the repercussions are if we lost it against Fulham or we lost against Derby. Yeah, those were the more nervy ones. Cup finals, you know, I've I've been to Wembley and seen us get spanked by Arsenal before. I know what it feels like to get. Yeah. torn to pieces at Wembley in a cup final. So we're not exactly venturing into the unknown.
2: But uh, I mean with the FA Cup there's that thing where a lot of uh, villains of a certain age and uh, I'm including in, in that age bracket just wants us to see the FA Cup because that's the final piece of the jigsaw yeah. so that hurts a little bit more. This one, uh, the, the old free hit phrase I suppose uh, is relevant here. Anyway let's uh, let's call it a day on this. Please do uh, make sure you subscribe to uh, the show on Spotify and also uh, Apple if you listen to it there and of course on any other app that uh, you listen to it on so you get Notifications of when new new shows drop. Uh, we'll hopefully get one in before the uh, the Wembley final. Do buy a mug or a t shirt if you can uh, to support the show. And uh, anything else, Mister Bud? Scatter cushions to come. Oh yeah, there's the magic cushion. People have been asking; they want one of these cushions, so I might do a little limited release. And uh, I will have the uh, the my old man said Patreon uh, competition for the foresaid cushion up by the time the show uh, airs. So uh, good luck in that if you're a My Own Man Said patron. If you are not, sign up and be one. Right, until Wembley. Well, until the next show before Wembley, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him.
3: Goodbye.